Blog Talk Radio. Get up with DJ Sean. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause he got it going on. Get up, get up, get up, get up. You will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Heels up radio. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up with DJ Sean. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause he got it going on. You will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Here's up radio. You gotta get on up to DJ Sean in the morning. Why don't you get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up with DJ Sean. Get on up, yeah. Cause he got it going on. Oh, yeah. You will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Heels up, radio. You know you gotta get, you know you gotta get on. DJ Sean. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause he got it going on. You're gonna have a good time. You will enjoy the show. Oh, <laughs> 
Saturday and Sunday, and let me tell you, it was it is definitely necessary to talk about mental health awareness today mm-hmm. around these holidays because we were slam packed. We didn't have an available bed in the building. Wow. And yeah, and we hold I think eighty something clients. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's uh. One of the small so it's probably going to get worse, like, you know, like we, we talked the last two Mondays, it's probably going to get, hopefully it gets better than it gets worse, right? Well, um, you figure this was Thanksgiving. During the Black Friday sale, there was a shooting in a mall here in Durham, North Carolina. So oh. whatever was yeah, so whatever was on the mind of that particular individual, right? So ergo mental health awareness because would you just say, Oh, you know, today I think I'm just gonna go and shoot up a mall. Mm-hmm. You know, who you don't make a conscious you don't make a conscious decision, I would hope. No one would just make a conscious decision. Oh, but before we do that, do we do our disclaimer? No, go ahead and do it. Okay. <laughs> hello, hello. This is Keith Johnson. Um, I am a psychiatric mental health, a psychiatric registered nurse. Um, we are here today to talk about mental health awareness. Please be aware and mindful that we are not diagnosing. We are not giving out. Um, we are not prescribing. Um, this is just um Uh, just tools that we are giving little nuggets um, for you all to maybe um, use or uh, help someone else, friend, family, um, to uh, recognize the signs of um, any changes in your mental health. We are not, this is not professional advice. Um, And again, I am not a doctor, so I am not prescribing any types of, um, of, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, but I am very well versed in the mental health arena. So I'm not telling you what to do, just um, sharing my knowledge with you, and then you can take away from it, hopefully, all of the positive things that you can that will help you and someone you know that is suffering from mental illness. 
There it is. Whoop, there it is. This is DJ Sean in the morning. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody for listening, everybody that's getting ready to come on, come on board. We got the one and only Miss PJ is in the house. So PJ, you know, um, you know, we um, you know, we talked about this um two weeks ago. You know, the, the, the holiday season is here. You know, after Black Friday, Cyber Cyber Monday. You know, tomorrow, it, well, it officially starts the day after, day after Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. again, what can we as individuals, as family members, as friends help? You know, our fellow, you know, you know, people that we we network with, we deal with, we love, you know, family. Um, what what can we do to help family members that are going through a tough time? you know, losing a loved one or, you know, not financial stable, you know, to help their family through the holidays. What can we do as individuals to prevent, you know, uh, them, you know, going to a mall, shooting the mall up or just, you know, going, you know, off, off on their own to, uh, to hurt another individual. What can we do to help prevent that? situation right that that is the toughest part the prevention piece um because a lot of times people are very very silent they won't like some people you just won't see a change um you know how sometimes we'll say "Woo, didn't see that coming right um and it's the same way in mental health um the what we always hope for is that people will open up and discuss how they're feeling. So that way we can um, try to intervene and redirect their thought processes. Um, Some people just don't have a a support system. They don't have a support system within the family. Unfortunately, some families don't understand, and then it turns into, um, sometimes it turns into, oh, my gosh, here we go again. You know, here we go again. So they won't answer the phone or they just won't go and see about them when they call or if they haven't heard from them in a long time. So it's important that if you don't hear from your family member in a while that you normally talk to every day, that's why I always post, please check in because things change. Things can change just like a light switch. So the prevention piece is really, really hard if they've never been in a um uh, you know, if they've never been in a in a supportive system, and um, you know, but look for those changes. Um, you know, someone who all of a sudden start giving all their stuff away, um, someone who just drops off, or they change their phone number and just didn't say anything. They just stop calling, things like that. Look, jump in the car and go over there. You know, because, you know, things could be changing for them. doesn't necessarily mean they're about to kill themselves or someone else or this, that, and the other, but sometimes depression gets you so far down that you just lock yourself in the house. You just won't speak to anybody. You just won't reach out. You just don't, 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 and don't. So, you know, um, if we can try to, you know, excuse me, be a support system and reach out and, you know, go see about them or send a neighbor you know, hey, can you just look out, <clears throat> excuse me, see if their car is there, you know, and, and and then we'll just, you know, ride over or can you go tap on their door for me and 
see if they'll peek out the curtain or something like that. Um, you know, just different things. But it, it is tough. It, it's very, very tough because things, again, things change quickly. But when someone is talking and telling you, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to X, Y, Z, or if you find notes or if they make those little subliminal messages of when I'm gone, you guys would be a better off or the world would be a better place without me or, you know, my kids don't need a person like me or, you know, I feel sorry for my husband or I feel sorry for my wife. Those are the definitive signs of things are changing. So, you know, pay attention to that change, and um, and it's okay to call and reach out to a mental health provider, even just to ask those questions. They have hotlines, they have helplines, suicide prevention helplines, suicide prevention hotlines. You know, they're, they're more readily available now than they used to be before. So, um, you know, I always encourage everybody, please, just pay attention to those signs. It doesn't mean that you have to be paranoid about every step that they make um, or every step that they don't make, but please reach out. You know, prime example, I received, um, I was working last night, and, um, you know, our clients have access to, we get, they have a cordless phone to call people. So when I see them crouched in a corner, crying Mm -hmm. their eyes out while they're on the phone, there's something going on. So then they get off the phone and they'll throw the phone on the counter and storm away. So that's a sign that there's something going on. And so, you know, I, I, I go up to the young lady and she's telling me, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. So, you know, um, and, 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 you know, and I just kind of not necessarily forced her to talk about it, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Let's talk about it. So come to find out it was A, B, C, D, E, F, and G that was going on. So she had a chance to vent her feelings. I couldn't change A, B, C, and D. I was able to work on E, F, and G for her, but she was able to vent her feelings, and then we talked about what it is that she could do for A, B, C, D, and E. So, you know, when you see people and, they, and, and they're like that, it's imperative to just, you know, step in. Who knows what would have happened had I let her just storm off and go to her room and close the door. Right. And then no one, right, no one checks on her for 15 minutes. A lot can happen in 15 minutes. So, you know, um, it's important to pay attention to those signs. Pay attention to those signs. When someone is screaming and yelling and jumping up and down or someone is crouched in the corner and they're balled up in a fetal position, their face is red and tears are going everywhere, it, you know, intervene, get involved, just find out, even, even at a store or in a mall, you know, and like I said, who knows what, what, what was going on in that person's mind to just go into a mall and just start shooting. Random mm. people. Yeah. So was it an argument the day before? Was it an argument that morning? Did he open up his bank account, found out he had no money? I mean, you know, who knows? You know, and finances are, are, are one of the number one things that, that creates issues for us. But, you know, um, sometimes we have to uh, make provisions or, um, you know, try to find um, other, um, I don't know what you call it, like other um programs out Mm -hmm. there and see, you know, what else is out there. You know, my kids won't have any Christmas, so it doesn't matter about me, but is anybody having a toy drive in my community? You know, can I at least go get them a couple of things? So, you know, just 
different things like that. So I'm going to go into a, a quick um, a quick commercial, and when we come back, I want to I want to get into this wellness check. How can we prevent yeah. wellness checks from going, you know, from good to worse? You know, we, we had a a lot of, you know, last year a lot of, um, you know, and I'm not, not knocking the police agencies, but we had a lot of police agencies, you know, people calling them for a wellness check and it turned, you know, the other way. And, um, uh-huh. and we're going to talk, we're going to get in that cause that's part of mental health as well too. Um, we'll be right back with, uh, with, with DJ Sean in the morning with, with no other than Peg Johnson right here, Hilltop Radio Show. We'll be right back, you guys. A dose of hope coming at ya. Hey, it's Hope, giving you a dose of daily inspiration. When a plane lands, the runway must be cleared. The same goes for you. Before your blessings can land, you need to clean up the landing strip. Get ready. Your blessings are waiting. This dose is brought to you by adoseofhope.org. All right, welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is DJ Sean in the morning. And um, what I want to talk about now is the wellness check. How how can you prevent wellness checks? Um, you know, dealing with, you know, family members know who, you know, who, you know, who's mentally ill in their family and stuff. So um, how can we prevent well, wellness checks? checks to go tragic do do the agencies and i'm talking about the police agencies do they need to be more trained on how to deal with mental health i know like we said uh last week a lot of the states a lot of the cities are now if it's a you know if it's a mentally ill patient that a psychiatrist has to go out with the with the police officer or something like that um what can we do if we have a loved one or a friend that's in that in that predicament where you haven't heard from them for days. What can we do to uh, keep that that tragic from happening? Because right. calling nine one one all the time isn't isn't always the <laughs> right way to handle things. You follow what I'm saying? Because exactly. they're oper- they're yeah. operator. They don't know how to handle a mental ill you know patient or how to how to assist. You know the police agencies on. You know all they know is all this. That you need to go check on this person. The person hasn't heard. The family hasn't heard from them in year, you know three or four days. So, you know what, what what can be prevented from that? Right. That is unfortunate because sometimes you get those calls not only from a family member but someone in the neighborhood. Right. Someone in the neighborhood will say, oh, my gosh, you know, we have someone in our neighborhood running around nude. Um, okay, so if they're nude, they don't have any weapons, okay? So let's <laughs> make that number one. Nine times out of ten, a lot of the times they don't have a weapon. So if you're going to send the police, when the police get there, um, you know, tasing and, and, and no disrespect to, like we said, no disrespect to our officers of the law, um, but, it, you know, Hazing and things like that may not, it, it really may not be the first line of defense that is needed. So, you know, if they can just like contain the person like in one area, 
and call. You know, ask, does anybody have know their family member? Or can we call, um, you know, a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist even to come out? You know, it's almost like the negotiator movie, right? Let's get a negotiator out here that can try to talk this person down or, um, you know, and, and let's try to safely get this person to um, a, a, a safe place and then that way the necessary um, assessment can be done. So a lot of the times, you know, I always wish and hope um, that <clears throat> that um, that there is there is someone in in the uh, penal code system that says we have to keep at least one or two um, psychiatrists on call in, in every area that we can just reach out to them and they can go out to the scenes because there are more situations than we hear about. Um, and, you know, I, I, I would hope that they would start doing some training. Even if they don't train the police officers, you know, you can train them with a couple of those, um, just a few of those sentences you know, um, you know, can you tell me your name? Do you know where you are? You know, we're, we aren't here to hurt you. You know, um, do you, can you just calm down enough to talk to us? Some people really cannot. Some people really do not have the capacity to calm down. And, um, and it just depends on where they are in their mental health. If they've been off their meds for 30 days, sometimes they really don't have the capacity. If they've gotten into a drug that has completely altered their mind, Sometimes they don't have the capacity to calm down, but to, you know, to, um, you know, to uh, harm them in any way or kill them before we can find out what's going on isn't the best answer either. So, um, you know, whenever we as family members, if we cannot go and get to them again, it's best that people start, um, you know, trying to get it, you know, trying to uh be friends, not necessarily be friends, but at least introduce yourself to the neighbors. We aren't saying, hey, you know, hey, did you know, you know, my cousin's mentally ill and he lives next door to you. But it's, you know, hello, you know, do you guys have a, um, like a neighborhood watch? Um, do you guys, uh, you know, have each other's phone numbers? Um, uh, you know, is there any way I can get your number and you take mine? Um, so in the event I need to reach out to you, you know, about my family member, or if you see something going on with my family member or their house, could you please call me? So if we can start, um, you know, forming things like that. So if the police happens to come, the neighbor can call the family and say, hey, I see the police at your door, at your uh, family member's door. You know, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'll step outside and see, and then I'll maybe tell them, hey, just wait, just hold off because that family member is coming. But a lot of times people act on adrenaline. So mm -hmm. they act on the here and now. You know what I'm saying? They just act on the here and now, and they don't stop and think, you know, or stop to process, you know, let's just, let's just see what's going on. Um, you know, let's try to ask those questions. Um, you know, stop or I'll shoot, stop or that those aren't the therapeutic um sentences that we need to use. Um, so it, it is difficult, DJ Sean, um, because there is a lot of training that needs to be had or in services or, 
you know, at least carry a card, you know, just a card in this situation, you know, A, B, C, D. Shouldn't it be something, I didn't mean cut you off, but it just comes to my no, mind. No, no, shouldn't that fine. be something that it should be stamped on their ID or their driver's license? I mean, we got yeah. everything yeah, else on our... It's true, but that would be a total violation of, like, their human rights. So, yeah, um, that's just like a HIPAA violation. You might as well tattoo it across their forehead, which, you know, we wouldn't be able to do, right? So, um, so, you know, that, uh, they would never, um, they would never allow that. Um, So, you know, it took a long time just to allow people to bring their service animals into places. And, um, you know, and that, right, that alone, like, tells you that either the person is blind, the person is disabled in some way. And so that's just like a telltale sign. Oh, oh, my gosh, they have a service animal, so that means. So, you know, it's almost like the scarlet letter. And that's the unfortunate part because mental health originally started, it seems like it just made people look like they just walked around with a scarlet letter. You know, they just can't help it. The brain, the neuroreceptors in everybody's brain is just different. And so some people just literally suffer from mental illness. And um, it it isn't drug-induced. It isn't, you know, sometimes it isn't drug-induced. Sometimes it is. But some people are just born to people who have mental illness, and then their kids just ended up with mental illness, and they grew into adults with mental illness. So, um, you know, but as far as the uh, the law, the you know, officers of the law and things like that, it, it would be helpful if they had some type of training. As nurses, we walk around with all of these badges hanging from our um, from our little clips. You know, you know what happens in the code. Um, you know, all the different little acronyms for for different medical conditions and things like that. Like we have about five or six things, little cards hanging from our our, um, badges. So, you know, I think it wouldn't hurt to have it tucked in your bulletproof vest or something like that. They need to formulate something in the event of X, Y, Z. I get it. If they're shooting at the police and things like that, that's different, possibly. But when they're just, when they're mentally ill and, and they're running down the street, somebody did a Facebook post where a gentleman in our uh, here again in North Carolina had on a je- had on a pair of jeans, no shoes, no shirt, no socks. It was about forty something degrees outside, and every like just police officer after police officer after police officer after police officer came to physically fight with this man, and I did not see not one medical provider type. I didn't see an ambulance come. I didn't see a fire engine come. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see any Mm -hmm. medical provider show up on the scene. And so this is what I mean. Like, instead of jumping out of the car and start fighting, did anybody stay in the car and say, look, we have a situation out here. You know, I think we have someone who is, you um, you know, having a problem mentally. So, you know, can we get somebody out here? So, you know, we'll try to just surround him with the cars or something so that he doesn't run or something like that. But they just literally just physically jumped, jumped out. 
Here comes another one. Here comes a nightstick. Here comes another one. Here comes fists. Here comes another one. Here comes a taser. Not I didn't see. Not one medical provider come. Wow. Stuff we've got to prevent. Yeah. 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 So it's something that it would be helpful if we can even all work together. You know, like, you know, have some in services. So before the night shift gets off, 15, 20 minutes, you know, have someone come in, you know, um, you know, they're switching anyway. So, you know, let's have uh, someone come in, someone come in um, in the evening before they go out on duty. You know, hey, can you guys just come in like 15 minutes beforehand? We're going to have a medical, uh, you know, a mental health professional come and talk to you guys and get their feelings because they don't know, you know, um, you know, in their defense, they don't know because they've been an officer for maybe 15 years, 20 years, and the only way to handle it was A, B, C, or D, or it was just never brought up in the, you know, during their training. Um, maybe they've never seen a video about it. Maybe they just don't have it in their, you know, in their, in certain states or cities or counties even in their training. They just know that they get in the car and they, they, you know, they go to a call and, and things like that. So, you know, in their defense, maybe they just don't know. They don't know. They haven't been trained. And then you have brand new officers. This is the first time they've gone to a call like this. What are they? What do they? What are they supposed to do? Nobody told me this part. You you know what I'm saying? You know, and then they're they're here. They are. Here's the adrenaline. Okay, well I'm just going to go by the lead of my of my fellow officers, and if they say go, I'm going to go, or I'm going to stand there and freeze, or or whatever. So you know, it, it needs to be a complete circle of everybody working together. We need we don't need a break in the chain. We need to have a, a, just one smooth transition, if possible, because it isn't always a smooth transition. I mean, my weekend was rough. Okay, it was right. rough, and and yeah, and when they're and when they're in a in a locked, contained environment and not getting along, not everyone will get along because everybody's level of their psyche is different. Some are loud, some are quiet, some are scared, some are boisterous, you know, and, and you do that in a, in a room that's maybe or in an area that might be um, a thousand square feet by whatever, and, and then people are telling you what to do, but you don't have the capacity to, to listen to them telling you what to do, so then our only other recourse is medication. So, and then try to get someone to take medication when they don't think they need it. So wow. you really have to use your skills. Yeah, you really have to use your skills to get them to take it. Um, and because I don't like having to hold you down and give you a needle when we can just talk about it. Let's, you know, let's uh, take this medicine. The doctor prescribed it. You know, you will definitely feel better. Um, you know, help you think a little bit better. You know, make better conscious decisions because. Unfortunately, they just, they don't, you know, they don't have the capacity to make those conscious decisions because their synapses aren't firing. That's nothing is connecting. You know, when you see the lightning bolt just go, go through the air and it never strikes anything, mm-hmm. that's what we have, those little things firing in our brain, and they're supposed to connect, but instead they're just going out all over the place. So you can't make a conscious decision if nothing is connecting. Wow. And so, yeah, so try giving somebody medicine thinking, I don't need any, I don't need any medicine, you know, and, um, but 
They don't, and they, but, and they don't understand why they're locked in the hospital. You know, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even need to be here. But, you know, they may be the person that was running down the street nude. They may be the person that, that punched holes in every bedroom wall in their home, and they had to call the police. Or they may be the person that um, wrote that suicide note and left it for everybody in the family to see. Um, you know, it's just a long, it's just one thing, it's just a lot of different things. And, um, you know, and it's a lot to learn when you have a family member that suffers from mental illness. So it's important to go to their visits. It's important to reach out to their therapist and get your own talk therapy because you've dealt with it maybe for 10 years and now it's real because there were subtle signs first. But now the older that person gets, the more pronounced the the, the signs are. All right. Well, this is DJ Sean in the morning. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna continue this uh, our Monday morning segment throughout to the new year. You know, if you're available, mm-hmm. um, because it's something mm-hmm. that we need to be talking about. You know, you know, in the mornings mm-hmm. to try to get you know people motivated during the day and, you know, coming across, uh, um, you know, you know, different, different people that they work with or, you know, again, family mm-hmm. members and stuff like this, it's something that we can prevent. And then, uh, next Monday we'll have, I'll have some statistics, you know, in different, uh, different mm-hmm. states and stuff that's near, you know, near us and, you know, go off of what, you know, um, different, uh, Ways to uh, to prevent, if that's possible, to uh, bring to the airways for everybody to listen to. So, um, hey, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media. Okay, sure. Um, I can be on Facebook. It's P E E G. That's P E E G. Last name Johnson. J O H N S O N. On IG, it's P-J-P-A-M-A-L-E-E on IG. So P-J Pamele, all one word, all lowercase. So, um, you know, just be, just remember I do model with snakes. So you, if you scroll through my pages, you will see <laughs> um, reptiles. Um, so, you know, that's a part of therapy for some people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> pet therapy but um i hope everyone you know was able to take something away from today again it isn't to talk ugly about anybody's profession it isn't i'm not diagnosing just giving some scenarios um different ways to um you know help your loved ones family friends um you know even some foes, you know, people that you really aren't crazy about, but then you find out, huh, it really wasn't them or it really wasn't the fact that they were just being mean, you know, maybe there's something going on. So, um, you know, so just, again, with the check-ins, it's very, very important. If there's someone, a family member that you would talk to every day, every other day, and, and the pattern has changed other than a work schedule or, you know, or because they're in a new relationship, but, you know, just make sure you, um, you know, reach out, check in. It's very important. And, again, especially around these this time of the year, 
um, you know, we, you know, think traumas happen. So, you know, um, because of that shooting, DJ Sean, you know, we ended up with a few clients because of that shooting, because it triggered something for that person, trauma for that person. So, you know, so we ended up with them in a, in a you know, in a, in a, in a facility because of the shooting. So, um, you know, so we just have to, you know, check in and make sure that everyone is okay. Even if we can't fix what's going on, we can at least be by their side while they go through the steps in which they fix themselves. Okay, VJ, we got somebody. Uh, Robin, you with us? Yeah, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Um, <laughs> Robin, anything you want to add to uh, mental mental health while we yeah, got PJ still I, with us? Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you for uh, raising awareness, especially about the part for the other agencies such as police and others working together with someone who's in a mental crisis, if you will, because um, I, I'm a disabled veteran and I also suffer from mental illness as well. And um, I've had family members call the police on me, but not when I was in distress. It was after they provoked. Then when they called yeah. the called the police, they made it a point to let them know. <laughs> Veterans, PTSD, like that. So when the cops wow. showed up, they yep. showed up, SWAT showed up. And I ended up running and fleeing naked down the street. Yeah. Now I am in distress. Because I yes. because I know that these guys, when they come to get me, they're not coming to get me to help me, and I haven't done anything criminal or anything wrong, right? Uh, uh, exactly. But when they respond, they respond punitively. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the and when the police bring you into the psych ward, they respond to you punitively. And I ain't been charged with nothing. I haven't even been arrested. And so, and that's, that can make it really, really, really hard as well. Because I've always been one that I've even presented myself for help. Also, they're trained to respond to behavior. So if you're not, uh, uh, like you say, they, we don't think that we need it. But also at the same time, if you're able to compose yourself, like I went in one time for a, an emergency assessment, and I was able to tell the woman, I'm in a state of agitation, and I knew to keep my hands still and everything like that because I didn't want to get slammed up and, and shot with meds, and, and I didn't want that punitive thing. But because Aww, yeah. I wasn't... Um, 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 yelling, flailing, cursing, turning the table over my behavior. She looked at me. She says, "Well, you're you're intelligent <laughs> and, and, I, and coherent." And I says, "What does my intelligence have to do with the fact that I'm suffering from uh, 
a mental illness and because I'm able to tell you I'm in distress, I'm agitated. You don't she Absolutely. didn't take me seriously. And and I didn't get a bed. You know, wow. so it's it's really, really hard because it was all I could do to get myself there. And so um checking in <laughs> is very, 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 very important. And also for those of us on this side of it, when people check in with us, it's because they notice it's something that we're off. Okay? So respond. Mm-hmm. I train myself to respond to that. Like I have mm-hmm. a friend, John, who will call me. Hey, Robin Lynn, are you all right? Because I haven't called like normally I call him every day within a certain time frame. So if I don't, he's right on it. Are you okay? Are you sure? And then mm-hmm. I can look at myself really closely. Okay? Exactly. So when the people check in with you, Okay, it's because yeah. you've checked out. So respond right. to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's all. I just have to say just say thank you. Yeah, because so I much. you thank know you, like, like with like like with me, Peg, it's like you know, I'll be like you know, I sit up here be doing work and I'll look at the clock and I'll be like I'm like, hmm, Robin ain't called me yet. Let me give her a couple more minutes. And then a minute <laughs> turn into an hour and I'll be like, All right. I was like, Rob, like, she picked the phone up. I said, Robin Lynn, maybe, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, oh, I'm doing this and that. I said, okay, now you ain't called your normal time. Because there's a set time that she calls every day, you know, every day. So when that, when that time comes and goes, you yes. know, it, yes. it, and knowing, you know, her, you know, knowing her past and what she's gone yes, through. Yes, yes. You have to yes. be. That's 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 how friends are supposed to be. It's not. Oh, let me call nine one one and 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 have them rush to right. you. Have to, you have to call and check yourself. You know call what I'm saying? Check yourself they, first. Yeah, right. yeah. I have access to yeah. her, and I have access to her daughter's phone number too. So mm-hmm. if I feel though that something's not right, then I'll call her daughter. I'm not gonna go and hit nine one one and start a whole bunch of confusion. That's that's not needed at that exactly. point in time. Why? Because exactly. I've learned. I've learned who Robin Robin Lynn Maven is. I've learned her, her, um, you know, her diagnosis, and and I've researched, and I, I know how to handle it. You follow what I'm saying? You're right. 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 Yeah. So I, see, I've you, taken you time to handle time. it. Yeah. Right. Right. You took mm-hmm. the time to do that. Robin, first let me back up and tell you and say thank you so much for your service, number one. Um, oh, and yeah. thanks so much for um, for uh, as as a as a person, as a client, um, as a person with a diagnosis, things like that, for coming on and reminding those who do suffer because some people are embarrassed too. So just reminding mm-hmm. them that. It's okay. It's okay to allow us to reach out and check on you. It, it's okay to, um, you know, it, it, it's okay to have someone care about how you're feeling, um, you know, and and um, and then to to touch on the part where you said the person said, oh well, you're calm and and you know, and you're intelligent. Yeah. 
and she was, no, we're going to turn you away. We aren't going to give you a bed. That is unfortunate, and unfortunately, sometimes that does happen because they think, oh, no, we need to save this bed for someone who is running around and, and failing. But, you know, mm-hmm. who, you, you needed to, to be reassessed. Maybe your meds needed to be readjusted. You see what I'm saying? Because if you're taking, doing mm-hmm. your therapies and things like that and you are still feeling or the agitation just started and, and it isn't during a time of trauma, it isn't during a time that you – um, that you were, um, you know, um, serving somewhere and, and, and was traumatized by something, then it was okay to bring you in for three to five days just to make sure that we didn't need a medication mm-hmm. adjustment, just to make sure, just to give you another person, another set of services through NAMI or someone, another person to talk to or something like that. So mm-hmm. I apologize that this to you. Um, and, you know, and, and, and we are – um, hopefully, as an as as a nation of whatever are paying attention to the need is getting is greater than they had expected. So um, mm-hmm. you know, but I thank you so much for paying attention to your signs, paying attention on purpose. That's one of my hashtags. One mm-hmm. of my favorite things. You know, pay attention on purpose. Not just for us as the people on the outside looking in, but also for the person who is suffering. When you feel that little change, it's okay to reach out. And like DJ Sean said, he's like, wait, I look at the clock. And sometimes Robin mm-hmm. may have been in, a, in, a, in, a, in an activity and the time just started go, going by. You know, we say, oh, do the things that you like doing, you know, that brings you comfort, that brings you relaxation. You know, so maybe Robin decided, you know, she'll do a painting or maybe she went outside and started gardening and then the time just gets by you. But we, too, feel the same. We, you know, I, I say this, and I'm not going to, I'm trying not to be long-winded, but I say this to clients all the time. I said, you know, I said, sometimes families end up with PTSD as well. Yeah. And we yep. end up with the PTSD. Yep, we end up with the PTSD because of what's going on with you. And then when we can't help or when you don't call, or when you don't show up, or when you don't answer your phone, or things like that, we become very afraid. And then our PTSD kicks in. So, but we have to also pay attention to how we're feeling and not call 911. Let's, re- let's do all of our, you know, resources first. And like DJ Sean said, okay, I'm not going to call 911. I'm going to call her daughter first. I'm going to call this person. Maybe she's with them. Maybe she's on another line. Maybe she's talking to them on the phone. You know, um, so we have to pay attention to ourselves as well before we overreact because we have now um, picked up, you know, now we've, uh, now we have PTSD because we're so afraid now of every little thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so our mind just automatically goes to the worst instead of, Mm -hmm. okay, let me, let me set myself and, you know, let me call who I know knows him or her and mm-hmm. that may have their hands on him or her and things like that. Because until someone signs a release of information, hmm, those places aren't going to reach out to us and say, hey, we have your family member here or we have your friend here or, you know, things like that. Um, and if someone isn't in the right state of mind to be able to tell them to call so-and-so, 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 our PTSD kicks in because then when we find out three days later, oh, my gosh, they were hospitalized? 
you know? <laughs> well, nobody mm-hmm. told me. So, you know, but then they say, well, they're yeah. an adult. You know, they have to let you know. We a hippa, 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 and I get it. So, right. And yeah. then too, um, the the at the VA, they've got a big sign up when you go when you present for your appointment that if mm-hmm. you, they have a, a, an advocate uh, is there to go to accompany you on your appointment. Just let them know. And I and I looked at that thing and I said, you know what? We're not even of a presence of mind to barely get here to stand up here and ask for someone right. to accompany <laughs> us. So you guys need to make that person mandatory. And then when, right. we, when we come up, we can refuse them. But we're not of a presence of mind to ask for anything. You put the responsibility on people who can't bear any responsibility. It's like, okay. No, I didn't mean Um, to cut you off, Robin. I I just wanted to say something real quick on that, what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just, I I just, I mean, I got to get this out, Robin. I'm sorry. See this. See this. Is what I understand. People waste people's time going to school, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just mm-hmm. just piggybacking off of what Robin said. People waste university and colleges time to go get an edu- education on, you know, this particular, you know, psychiatric or you know, uh, psychology and stuff like that. But then don't want to do the job. You follow what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then have mm-hmm. an issue because they – that's what you went to school for. That's what you, you what you signed up for. But then when it comes at you, then you got an issue with it. I have an issue with people like that. Uh, right, really yeah. which is why – right, which is why sometimes I'm known as that nurse that will leave a job in a minute because if, if, if we aren't conducive to the situation – or if it's all about mm-hmm. selling, if it's all about selling a product or um, just numbers, you know, it doesn't matter how you treat, you know, what the treatment is. It's just getting the this is no. I will leave that job seriously because I didn't do Good. all of that harsh nursing school. I'm gonna tell you, those nursing instructors were beasts, okay? And um, and I did not go through all those red S's and lines through my work and, and you could turn do around. better. <laughs> right. Right. To turn around and not <laughs> and not do what I was taught. I did not get into my very first job from the time I stepped out of nursing school, it was straight into mental health. Number one, my dad is a veteran. Number two, mm-hmm. his parents were mentally ill. Number three, mm-hmm. it just I love the mind. I do my research. Mm-hmm. You know, I get I get so deeply involved in in my profession. I mean, I love what I do. So if I'm at a company, if it's all about uh, oh, we're a billion dollar uh, a year corporation. Okay, you're a corporation out of healthcare. Like it isn't about healthcare. It isn't about tr- taking care of the person. So I'm out because I just can't. Like I, I didn't go to school for all that. If I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to use my skills, I don't need to be there. So you know, got, which is why I mm-hmm. just one go more ahead, thing to um, meds. Uh, I. I've heard people say, um, um, oh, 
I'm not taking my meds because I can control it. I'm right. here to tell you, if you're prescribed meds, public service announcement, if you are prescribed <laughs> meds, take you your take meds. Them. No, you cannot them. handle it. No, you cannot control it. It cannot be right. controlled. And the meds control it either, but it helps regulate you, gives you a baseline that you can function and participate in life. So right. that's all I have to say about that. Okay? Awesome. You prescribe really meds, good. take your meds. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, Robin. That is the toughest part because once you start, once it does regulate the person's mindset, that's when they stop taking it. Would you not agree, Robin? Once some people start feeling well, they're like, oh, okay, I'm good. I don't need it anymore. So, you know. Yeah, and it's a lie, and it's not true. Right. Then you mm-hmm. decompensate, and you're back at square one. And you have to maintain a, a healthy baseline in which to make it through, um, you know, life and everything mm-hmm. that you're, you know, trying to handle. Yeah. So, and yeah. your meds this is only awesome. part of it, sleeping and getting yeah. enough sleep, drinking enough water, yeah. uh, uh, mm-hmm. eating the proper food, okay, mm-hmm. um, 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 uh, removing yourself out of situations that you know cause you stress, okay? And then also, mm-hmm. don't be one of those people that hides behind your mental illness and then makes everybody in the house walk around on eggshells. That's foul. Okay? Yeah. All right? Yeah. Right. All right? And that's, that's, where manipulation. The, that's where the family's PTSD comes from. That's where the family's yeah. PTSD comes from. Yeah, because they're just oh. so afraid. Oh, my goodness. You know, they suffer from this, so we have to make sure that, you know, um, you know, that we don't, we don't upset them, that we do what they say do. Um, you know, mm. and uh, but everyone has to work as a fundamental machine. If you're going to, um, you have to work as a unit. Um, you know, again, you have to pay attention on purpose. You know, um, it's it's very important. And and you're right. Medication is just one piece. It isn't the fix all. It isn't the crazy glue. But it is a part of um, part of your. Mm-hmm. If it's part of your plan, please try to follow it as best as you can because it's it's. It's there for a reason. All right. Uh, Pay attention on purpose. We need to get some shirts made. Pay attention on purpose shirts. We need to get some of those shirts made and everything. You know, um, like I said, every every Monday morning, you guys that listen, we're going to continue on doing health awareness um, every every Monday morning from from nine to ten o'clock, right here on with the DJ show in the morning. We'll have, you know, testimonies from uh, PJ, uh, Doc Honeycutt. She couldn't be with us this morning because of her schedule. And Robin Lynn Maven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we, um, this is something that needs to be uh, talked about and everything. And then, you know, it's like uh, we still got some more time before 10 o'clock. It's like when I went into, when I went in with my stroke and, um, I was, you know, some some strokes, you know, they 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 affect your brain, your you know, your memory and things like that. I had a 
blood clot in the brain, but it didn't it didn't affect me where I couldn't think for myself. I didn't need nobody to uh, talk for me or anything like that. Um, what I've learned that the doctors prescribe you medication that you don't need for your body. So the the nurse come in one morning was giving me all this medication. I said, "Oh, what's the?" I said, "What the hell is all this medication for?" She said, "Well, this pills for they're trying to regulate your blood pressure because my blood pressure has been off for years. So they had to find they have to give you the right blood pressure medicine in order to work for your system, your body." I didn't understand the cholesterol and this and that, and I was um, because I, because I didn't have any my taste buds were gone. I couldn't eat, so they had to give me a potassium because my potassium was low, iron was low, all that was low. So they got to this little small pill. She said, "Oh, that's for um, you know, depression." I said, "The fuck if I'm depressed? What the hell am I depressed no. for?" You know what I'm saying? I said, "I didn't authorize this." You know, and then I said, "Uh." I told the nurse, I said, whoever, whatever doctor that prescribed this this uh, pill, that doctor needs to come see me before he or she leaves leaves the hospital, or it's going to be a lawsuit that you guys ain't going to be able to understand why. Here comes the doctor. Mm-hmm. I said, what is what is what is the antidepressant? Well, we do, we we usually give those to patients that uh, have strokes, such because they go into a um, a depression. I said, do I look like I'm depressed from the stroke? I said, this is my second one, so why should I be depressed? I said, don't. Mm-hmm. I said, as long as long as I'm here, don't don't prescribe me something that you didn't authorize. I didn't authorize, or you didn't talk to me about. Don't do that no more. Right. Are you gonna find yourself? Are you gonna find yourself scrubbing cars? Because I will sue you. After I said that to that 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 doctor, some other doctor came in. I didn't see that doctor anymore the whole time I was there until mm-hmm. the time I left because I got somebody else to come in. Why? <laughs> because I was – I could talk for myself, and they couldn't run the patients. You follow what I'm saying? Right. You got doctors that just want to give you something just to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, 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 he's getting ready to be depressed. You don't know me. Right. Right, right. Did you find yeah. that they had those wonderful questions? Have you ever been, did, did they give you those, did they ask you all those wonderful questions while you were there in the beginning, though? Um, have you ever felt like you wanted to hurt yourself? If so, when? Um, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah, so that's where, that's where a lot of the time, sometimes that's where that will come from. You see what I'm saying? Well, they'll take those, yeah, they'll take those answers. And formulate, uh, you know. Sometimes that's well, where I tell, that, that this is how I tell them. This is how when they come ask me, I said, first of all, I said I'm not suicidal. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to kill myself, and I'm not going to hurt myself, and I ain't going to hurt nobody around me. Next question. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. That's right. So yeah. So sometimes you know that that has become part of the part of the uh, question now and then sometimes they'll go back and they'll rephrase it and they'll ask it in a different manner and um, mm-hmm. you know and go from there. Robin, do they ask you that at every I'm not trying to get into your business, do they ask you that at every every uh, doctor's visit, Robin? Yes, they do. 
um, um, yeah. like I'll show up for uh, 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 like I'm in therapy for for PTSD. So I show up mm-hmm. on my regular visit, and they have that questionnaire. So they'll and they'll ask me how did I sleep. Sometimes maybe I don't sleep so good because I have hot flashes or whatever, right? So they right. have this scale that after they get done asking me these questions, they tell me, oh, you're, you're um, a, a little depressed or you're more depressed than usual. And I tell them, no, I have post-traumatic stress disorder, and that's not depression. I'm not depressed. And my symptoms, PTSD, is not depression either. I don't let them right. throw me into that box of depression <laughs> mm-hmm. so that I get right. the appropriate treatment that I need mm-hmm. when I go in there some 35 years later. I still have to navigate and advocate for yeah. myself when I go in there to get the treatment wow. that I need. And that upsets me a lot, too, mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm not lying. It's all I can do to get myself there to mm-hmm. the appointment. Right. So, yeah, yeah, those questions here. Yeah. And I tell them, and then they want us to pay attention with purpose. Did you take your meds? But they don't pay attention with any type of purpose. They don't even uh, bother to read. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. They don't even bother to read your question, your questionnaire. They only read it enough to formulate whatever they want to formulate so that they can say, oh, your patient's here, doctor, and they're depressed. (laughs) So now you're going to get Xanax or they're going to tweak or adjust your meds or whatever. My meds are just fine. I don't need you you to tweak or adjust nothing. But you know, though, I'm going to say this last thing, and then we're going to go into the second half of the show. You know, and I could be wrong what I'm saying, though, but I, I, I have a feeling that I'm right in what I'm saying when I'm getting ready to say is this, that, you know, people swear, you know, if you haven't walked in somebody's shoes, and... <laughs> And I'm not disrespecting anybody that spent the money to go to college and stuff like that, get a degree and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't, if you haven't walked in somebody's shoes, you can't really, you know, like when I when I referee college football, we have a a rule book that's over 500 some pages. I can't take that rule book out there on the field. I have to adjust on what I've learned. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Why? Because yeah. I played I played football, so I know I, I know the game because I played it. Now I'm refereeing it. So if you haven't walked in somebody's shoes, how can you really? You're you're only diagnosing from a book, but every every person that that book that they gave you to read, every person is different. Every person isn't what that what you know those words in that book says. Oh, this person's going to be like this. That person's going to be like, no, that's that's not. That's not not never the case. But Mm -hmm. some people will say, oh, well, you know, doctor, I 
I gave I gave Mr. Robin Lynn such and such. Oh, well, Mary Jane, damn, that's a good prognosis. I'm proud of you for for finding that out. You know, people want to get uh, praised on something that's not true. That they they think that right. it's true in their mind, but it's not. It's the first like the right. first thing like when I go to the doctor's office, the first thing they ask, "Are you in pain or anything like that?" No. Um, what 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 medications do you do? The same medication. Don't give me a whole bunch of medications. I'm not. Well, you're not you're not taking right. baclofen. You're not taking baclofen no more. No, I'm not taking it. Well, why is that? Because I learned how to control my muscle spasms myself. So why should I stay on right. medication that I don't need in my system? Right. Exactly. And 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 no two people are the same. That's why um, I always tell people I meet people where they are. You know, you I don't. You know, um, a lot of times clients will say, "Well, did you read my chart?" And I'll tell them, "No, I did not." The reason I didn't read your chart is because I want to take care of you, not the chart. Okay, I don't take care of charts. You know, the chart doesn't talk to me. There may be some things I'll look back and see the reason for the admission once they clear up, but I like to I, I like to assess the person. I meet them where they are. I don't I don't I don't babysit a chart. Um, you know, and and that just isn't that isn't that isn't how I was taught. That isn't how I was raised. That wasn't the reason for me becoming um, a mental health nurse to treat a chart. You know, if we treat a chart, then yes, that's when everybody fits in that same bubble. Every hypertensive client, every PTSD client, every schizoaffective client, it doesn't work like that. Everybody is is different. And like you said, Sean, you know, if you aren't in pain, for some people you don't, you, you may not be in pain. Somebody else's pain is a one out of ten, and it's the worst pain ever. And some people can tolerate a ten out of ten. You know, they always tell me, as you, you know, you you're dangerous, in a sense, because I have a very high tolerance for pain. So you know, so everybody's different. You know, everybody's different. No, thank you. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. You know, I use ice. I use heat. You know, things like that. Um, massage therapy. So I just don't do the pain medicine. So you know, you're right. Uh, you know. It, everybody isn't what the what the book, the textbook, you know, says. You know, you have to treat each person as they are, not based on what's in the textbook. The textbook should only be like a guide or giving you examples of, so that if you ever see somebody like that, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I read about that. But everybody reacts to everything differently, and um, and different different um, they have different effects on whatever it is that's going on. So, you know, for you, um, DJ Sean, with the stroke, so, you know, some people, they just never regain the, the use of a side. And, you know, where you did. Um, some people, mm-hmm. so that doesn't make you, right, that doesn't make, you know, they have to go with that, you know, your physical therapies or whatever, whatever, or you didn't need physical therapy at all, it just bounced right back or whatever. Everybody's different, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. different. I just say that. Everybody is different. So you can't treat them like a classic textbook thing, you know. Robin's PTSD symptoms are different than somebody else's PTSD symptoms. Um, you know, so they can't say, oh, you know, Robin's the perfect, the, the classic person that has PTSD. Everybody's different. So, you know. But um, anyway, I have to jump off of here because uh, DJ Sean, I have a photo shoot today. 
All right. All so right. We all go from nurse to mom today. <laughs> all right. With them damn snakes. Yep. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm not using a snake today. I'm just it's just me me today. But um yeah, I'm not using the snakes today. They're in the next one. But um yeah, so but I really thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, please, 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 I look forward to seeing you guys again next Monday, if at all possible, Lord willing. Robin, again, thanks so much for coming on and, and you know, giving, dropping those nuggets for those um, on the other side of the um, coin. And, um, and I look forward to speaking with you again. I love it. I love it. Thanks for having right. me. All right, this is DJ Show in the morning, no other than Miss Pig, the reptile model with us, a.k.a., 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 <laughs> a.k.a., a lot of a.k.a. Well, hey, DJ Sean, I'll see you tonight in another capacity, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, y'all, we'll be oh. right back. This is DJ Show in the morning, y'all. All right, you guys be blessed. Be wonderful. Get up with DJ Sean. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause he got it going on. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. You will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Here's up radio. DJ Sean in the morning.
Oh, make me wanna holler the way they do my 
Everybody thinks we're all Mother, who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I am
It's time to get a whole new perspective on Ram Trucks. Because to us, there are no small jobs, no little tax. And when it comes to innovation, there are no modest ideals. No wonder why more people are switching to Ram than ever before. Ram Trucks, back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. my garden 
You're listening to the best DJ, keeping the party rocking on all social media platforms. Stay tuned for more hip hop and R&B. The best mixer. Playing the bangers. Don't forget to wash your hands. It's Christmas time in the neighborhood. Happy feelings everywhere. You know it's all good. Family and friends gathered all around. Cause this year is about to go down. Now what you about to do? I'm about to call up my peace. Hubby and the kids, we about to get in the street. Like, yeah, I didn't celebrate like I should. But this year Christmas gonna be all so good. Them Christmas lights. In the city, shining bright, so pretty, reminds me of you, and all the things that we used to do, so good, uh-huh, this Christmas. 
to Big Mama's house. Get in the trunk as we drive all these miles. Everybody, everybody's waiting to eat. But I still don't 